0: My name is uh, Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. podcast like i said my name is zach and i'm your host if you have been following the news at all or if you're just going to work as an it person you're probably well aware that a lot of organizations in various industries and of various sizes are facing increasingly sophisticated and frequent cyber attacks for many that is cause for alarm and it should be many organizations are and should be increasing their it budget to deploy more cybersecurity solutions but you really shouldn't be throwing the entire bank at this problem. To talk about this is Daniel Parks, a research analyst with Nucleus Research. Daniel advocates for a risk-based approach to cybersecurity rather than a one-size-fits-all approach. Organizations should take a hard look at the threats they face and add security solutions and address those specific threats to maximize their ROI and cyber spending. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes to hear weekly interviews with IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. And now, here is Danielle. Um, yes, yeah, so I know there is, are obviously a ton of uh, headlines about cybersecurity right now, given you know, not just the recent ransomware attacks, like going on in the Colonial Pipeline, but also you know the Solar breach and the Microsoft uh, Exchange server attacks. Um, and there's probably a good chance that a lot of companies are kind of freaking out right now and throwing a ton of money at cybersecurity, you know, rightly so. Um, no, but do they run the risk of over-investing and, and investing in solutions that they really don't need?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I mean, with all the recent attacks going on, you don't want your company to be the next one in the headlines. You don't want to be the next colonial pipeline. Um, and so that's really making a lot of companies... Very fearful and taking the sky is falling approach. And if you think about that approach, then you just are going to throw all your finances into different cybersecurity systems, hiring more IT personnel, hiring more antiviruses or firewalls. You can, you can overload your system with everything. I mean, if you're really taking that approach, then you're going to invest almost all of your company's money into that and you're not going to be very productive. Your computers will be slowed down and it just is not a really wise investment. What companies really should be doing is seeing how risky are they to this next cyber attack and are they willing to take the vulnerable risk and maybe not being as secure as their competitor because it might not be the best business decision for their corporation.
0: Mm. Yeah, this is something that uh, a lot of um, cybersecurity experts have actually uh, been telling me over the last uh, maybe a few months or so um so you know how do you know what cybersecurity solutions you actually need and which ones you don't
1: yeah that's a great question i mean the first thing you really have to look at is is your cybersecurity system is it layered or overlap and that means layered is where you have different uh softwares or different personnel taking on very specific tasks for your organization so one might be an antivirus and another would be a firewall. But when you have overlap, that means that you have two systems that are doing the exact same role. And that's something that should be very fearful for companies. It means that you are spending costs on an additional software that you don't need. And you're also doing the, what I was talking about before by slowing down your computer. And I know we had talked about it a little bit before, but if you think about it, just putting it into perspective, if you have just five minutes um, per hour that slows down your computer – and you have an employee that's making about $60,000 a year, that actually costs an organization almost $6,500 per employee per year. Mm. So if you have maybe 10 employees in your organization, that is $65,000 that your company is, is just wasting away. And that's an indirect cost of just having an overly secure system. So there are hidden unwanted indirect costs from a highly fortified security system.
0: Right, Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of companies are justifying those costs because like you said, they don't want to be a next colonial pipeline. And they, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're probably, um, justifying this by saying, well, you know, if we have these protections, we don't have to pay a 5 million ransom like the colonial pipeline. Uh, I think yeah. it's, it's form, but, um, Now, so what what would you say to those folks?
1: Well, you have to think about how vulnerable is your system actually. Is your system, if it got hacked, would it be worth $5 million to pay that ransom? Or would it be worth just scrapping that data and and doing a different system, you know? Um, Not every company can afford a $5 million ransom, that's for sure. And there's actually, there's this thing called cyber insurance that I'm not too sure if a lot of companies know about, and that can help you pay for uh, different ransomware attacks that you might have, or it can help you replace different um, devices if they are broken. And so that is kind of an actual insurance, so to speak, that your company can take, and it's not necessarily doing the sky's falling approach. That's the one thing that I really wanna want to warn. to against. Yes.
0: Um, so, you know, what are the steps involved in taking uh, this, this, or, you know, doing like a risk risk-based assessment and then purchasing cybersecurity solutions from there?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times IT departments, they have a, a cyber attack that goes on. I'll tell you a little story as um, one of my friends, who's an IT director, his company actually had a, a crypto attack that face their company, and because of that, they invested in an endpoint uh, security software. But that software is about $4,000. It's a lot of money. Um, But doing the return on investment from that one attack and um, doing the the software afterwards is actually really beneficial for their company because he's no longer going in and trying to search for threats himself. He's no longer – Going through and seeing which files are actually corrupted because this one specific software will go in and automatically remediate remediate any threats or attacks that are going in. And so that's saving their company so many man hours to the point where they actually were able to get rid of one of their IT personnel and it's, it's just paid for itself. So when you, when an IT personnel is going up to their CFO and is trying to convince their company to buy a product, they shouldn't just be thinking about well, what's a threat? Could we actually face a $5 million attack? Yeah. Or could this actually save my IT personnel time and save our company actual valuable resources?
0: Right. Um, so in in general, are, are there any cyber solutions that, that have a better ROI than others?
1: It all is very company specific. Yeah. So if you have... Um, here, I'll give you one example. Actually, I have a great one. So there are some software that you can basically just um, wipe your entire system free. And if you have a properly backed up computer, Nucleus did a report on it. It's actually better to just throw away that computer and buy a new computer mm-hmm. if it's going to take your IT personnel more than five hours to fix that computer. Um, and then for smaller corporations that have to rely on outside IT personnel, it's actually more beneficial to just purchase a new a new computer if it's going to take more than three hours to fix that computer. So those are the sort of ROIs that you can see on different software, depending on your size of your company. And I know it probably sounds outlandish to say, don't put any security software systems on it and just throw it out and wipe it clean. But... For some companies that's actually a valuable solution.
0: Right, right. That's yeah, that's funny. one of my good friends is an IT director for a small town um up here in Massachusetts and that's exactly what 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 they do. Yeah. In the event of um, even like the like the smallest inkling of like a like a phishing email is mm-hmm. yeah, that's really nice. Um so I know software is also just part of the equation when it comes to cybersecurity. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. cyber insurance, but I think um, software is, is kind of like uh the low-hanging. It's the least you can really do. Uh, yeah. But then, and then I think uh, that opens up a lot of companies to be lazy when it comes to you know best practices. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no,
1: that's a great point. I mean, if you talk to any IT personnel, even if they have a ton of software. No IT personnel is going to say that they're 100% protected. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have this funny saying where if you take your laptop and you encase it in concrete and you try to make it as protected as possible, it's still 99% possible that – or 99% safe. There is that 1% that someone could break into that concrete and get into that computer, you know. There's actually no way to be 100% safe against a cybersecurity attack. It's just plain and simple of, of the fact.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, so I know I asked uh, the opposite of this question, but, you know, are there um, solutions that are really being pushed on the market right now that uh, most companies don't need?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I, I can't really give advice for each comp- company because I said before yeah. everything is very is company specific. Um, I know some organizations that uh, an SIEM, which is a security information and management system, is the perfect solution for them. But then when it comes to another company, an endpoint protection software is actually better for them. So I wouldn't necessarily say that one is being pushed more than another. It's very much that your company needs to look at what are your risks, what are your vulnerabilities, what are the strengths of your IT department. Maybe it's not very strong in looking at threats and and remediating threats, and so maybe you should have an endpoint protection. Um, at the end of the day, all of these different softwares, they have salesmen trying to trying to get you to sell their product. They're doing this, guys, following a approach, telling you, oh, you don't want to be the next one on the headlines, but – we really need to take a rational approach and think of, is my company actually risky? Do we have data that is vulnerable, that could be against um, one of the major, major data regulations? It's something also to also consider when you're a company. Would you be violating HIPAA, the Health Insurance um, Act, or maybe the, the payment card industry data security? a standard, you have to think about what is your viable data in your company and how should you protect it?
0: Right. Um, I'm not, I'm not unsure of, of the, if there are even any arguments against this, but I would imagine one would be that cyber criminals, um, and, and especially nation state actors are always evolving and, um, and mm-hmm. nec- that's, you know, necessitating, new uh, new cybersecurity tools um uh, to, to detect these new threats. Um, you know, is it do you should companies kind of take that on a case by case basis and you know or is there some wiggle room to to add on to some um, you know risk based assessment?
1: Um I'm I'm not sure I understand your question super well. Do you mind rephrasing that again?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So, yeah, so taking this risk-based assessment to be basically as, as efficient as possible when it comes to cybersecurity. But I think one of the arguments against that approach would be that cyber criminals are always evolving their, their tactics mm-hmm. and getting smarter and they're finding, you know, new ways to get into a company. Um, and, you know, why not be as prepared as possible for the, for those changes?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great... A great question. So putting it into perspective, the FBI did a report, and in 2019, cybercrime was worth $3.5 trillion. And just putting that into perspective, if you think about GDP by countries, that would be the fifth largest GDP. Mm -hmm. That is far greater than the the total illicit drug trade in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, cybercrime really is a huge, huge problem. But at the same time, Think about what your your house. Think of your house as being your your computer instead. If your house is worth three hundred thousand dollars, and you see your neighbor's house get broken into, well, now you're more afraid, and you wanna you wanna go and put up some ADT stickers, or or get like a camera or something or anything. But you're not gonna spend over three hundred thousand dollars worth protecting your house. That's not how much your house is actually worth. Um, So that whole do everything you possibly can, be prepared mentality, it doesn't really apply when it comes to securing things. If you think of an insurance market, you're not going to spend more than your car is worth insuring it. You're not going to spend more than your house is worth insuring it. So that's why even though you might think that cybercrime is increasing, the risks are increasing, you still have to think, what is your company actually worth? And once you realize how much your company is worth, then you think of, Okay, how vulnerable are we to an attack? What is the risk associated with it? Are my employees going on websites that that could be potentially harmful? Do we have a system that we could receive phishing emails from? And once you go in and you weigh all those risks that are associated with it, you're not going to spend more than your company is worth securing it. You have to actually make a rational approach about it.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, if you anticipate that um – You know, in a handful of years, a lot of companies are going to to realize that they overspend.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but even though they are overspending, everyone wants to justify their budget at the end of the day. I mean, to be quite frank, my dad's an IT director, and he will just ask his company for tons and tons of money getting more and more software. Because when you think about the IT director, it's on them if there is a breach. So they are going to be fighting to secure the full percentage of the company, they're gonna want all $300,000 if it was a house securing their company, or even more than that. Um, so everyone's gonna be fighting to say that they were spending the correct amount, but when the CFO actually looks at the books and sees how their company is operating, you really have to realize that, quite frankly, you probably are overspending it on cybersecurity. Yeah,
0: so, so, what, so where's your deficit on, on, on that side of the equation? Is he I <laughs> assessment or does he disagree with his
1: daughter uh he well he agrees with me <laughs> yeah. um, when I was telling him some things uh, about how like he could have an over fortified system we kind of have the back and forth of him saying but it's on him it's his job that'll get lost if they have a cyber attack Um, but he does agree with me that a slow computer can really hard, Hurt your your organization, and that you need to make wise decisions. Um, and he also has realized, as I as I tell him more about the return on investments to in different softwares, he can kind of take that to his CFO and justify spending it on on different softwares. So it's a double edged sword. He can realize his mistakes when he's buying different software, but he can also use it to to convince their company to buy different solutions.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And is that kind of, you know, when, when he you know, pushes back, is that kind of, you know, was is his argument that, well, you know, what if basically the, what if it's unknown, you like we don't know what's, what's out there. Um, so we want to be as prepared as possible. Is that basically, you know, is that part yeah. of
1: it? Yeah. There's this, there's this other analogy that, um, I've heard from IT directors, and you think about if you have, like, rodents or cockroaches in your house and in your kitchen, if you know about them, then you're going to have to go after them. You're not just going to live with them. And so that's kind of the, the mentality of an IT director. They are responsible for their systems. They're responsible for their house in this analogy, and they have to go after every single little threat. And the more they go after it, the more they realize that threats are out there. I mean. You get, I'm sure we've all had a phishing email sent to us at one time or another. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are there. It's just how do you protect your company from these threats?
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if um, uh, you can answer this question, but, um, you know, are there areas where companies um, are not investing because all the money is going inside of security right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's hard to measure for a company, but it's definitely happening out there. When you have uh, two or more syst- softwares doing the exact same thing on your system, mm-hmm. and that software is costing your company maybe $24,000, because that's, that's the price of some of these softwares, that money could be better spent and invested into more personnel or more devices for your company, or just it could be invested in a different way that can actually grow your company. Um, And then the reverse is true too. So I want to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. If you have a very secure system, you're going to want to invest more in your company. Um, That's where you think of the analogy is if you put up a fence around your business, you're not going to be fearful that someone's going to break into it. So instead you're going to expand it and grow your business. So there is a little bit of a teeter totter in it that, you need to make sure that you aren't spending over and above what you could be investing into your corporation, but you also need to be confident that your corporation is secure and can grow. Right.
0: Great. Um, Danielle, I think that answers the questions I had. Let's hear is there anything else that you think we didn't hit on that we need to.
1: I think that about covers everything. I just want to put the head on the hammer again of just saying that companies really need to be careful about the, oh, no, Colonial Pipeline just got hacked or Mm -hmm. the big target hack and not think that their company is going to have a hack that huge. You have to think in a more rational mindset and really take the approach of cybersecurity is an insurance market. What are your risks? What are your vulnerabilities? How much should your company actually spend on it?
0: Right, right. Yeah, you made the analogy of um like insuring a car oh, and makes perfect sense. I just realized I was spending way too much money on car insurance. Especially since I don't drive anymore. I haven't driven anywhere in like a year.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I literally bought my car last March in the beginning of the COVID and I put like 2,000 miles on it.
1: Oh my and goodness. I don't <laughs> much
0: money for car insurance. I mean. um, yeah,
1: and see, you could have spent that on something else. You could have spent that on food or something fun
0: yeah all right Uh, Danielle thanks very much I appreciate your time thank
1: you it was great talking with
0: you thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company if you would like to learn more head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on twitter at mytechdecisions you can also follow me on twitter at zwcomo until next time